Okay, hello everyone and welcome to another Cinequest video discussion of a weird weird type of science film. And today we're going to be talking about 1996's Multiplicity. Bleeding edge technology. That's what <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're doing. And with cinema right technology too, apparently. Oh yeah, yeah, good point. I mean, there's a lot of weird, funny... So, okay, yeah, go ahead. This is starring Mark, Michael Keaton, uh, the mm. national treasure, Michael Keaton. Uh, Andy McDowell, that we we talked about uh, Groundhog Day uh, not too long ago, so she started that as well. Uh, they do have some other people in here. Eugene Levy. Oh, uh, yep. Uh, Harris Hewlin. Uh, he plays Dr. Leeds, which is the doctor that does the cloning. Um, we also have Richard Mauser, I believe. He's the guy... I feel like I've seen him in a bunch of movies, but I... I think Mauser, Mauser. I think he comes out in it. Is he the uh, inspector? The building he's, inspector? He's, uh, he's one of the guys that, uh, I think it's, a, it's Michael Keaton's boss. Oh. Yeah, no. yeah he was Dell. Yeah, Dell, yeah. And then we had Q in this movie. Oh, yeah, as the douche. What was his name? Uh, <laughs> fuck, Delancey, something no. Delancey. John Delancey, I think, is his name. Yeah. But he played, uh, here. fuck, him or his name in the movie, but... He That's what I'm trying to. <laughs> the thorn in the side Ted. of. Ted. He's got an asshole name, Ted. Ted. You know. Yeah, that is an asshole's name. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, no offense to any non-asshole Ted's out there, but you know. Roland did mention the guy who's actually the building inspector, which comes out later in the movie, and he only comes out for a short period. Yeah. Is the guy that plays Othos from? Beatles. Yeah, he was the and, uh, clairvoyant or whatever the fuck, dude. Or right. Oh, no, no, he wasn't. Red. He he was sensitive, but he wasn't like particularly clairvoyant or whatever. Like he's, he's the one who did the seance, I think, in Ghostbusters yeah. or Beetlejuice. Yeah. Jesus, yeah, yeah. he's the one that did the seance. <laughs> yeah, he's got a few other cameo. Uh, well, um, co-star roles. I don't know. I, I always thought he was cool, but uh, yeah, his name escapes me, and I'm not. I'm not seeing him here on the on the listo. Um, right, so uh, this movie was directed by Harold Ramis, as most of you might know him as Egon in Ghostbusters. Also directed Groundhog's Day, so it's mm-hmm. not. Doesn't seem out of place to see a lot of the same folks come into this one because we also had uh, Andy McDowell who uh, was in Groundhog's Day as well. Right, Brian Doyle, Doyle Murray, which is uh, Bill Murray's brother, uh, was Walt. He was the the guy who was doing the sailing. He was in there as well. Ah, uh, okay. And he was also in Groundhog's Day. He was the the mayor, I believe. Off uh, off recording, we did bring up the fact that Michael Keaton was offered the role in Groundhog's Day. Yes, I, I kind of thought he was he considered would've... for it, and as well as in the fly, which will come up a little bit later. But it's just kind of interesting how these are pretty hyper relevant. <laughs> do you, do you, who do you think would have been better in Groundhog's Day, Bill, Bill Murray or Michael Keaton? Uh, it would have been a very different movie, obviously, with Michael Keaton. But I mean, but we could have gotten like the like I the frantic Keatonisms, though. Yeah, I would have. Like, I think I would have liked it better. Yeah. It would have been same day. No, oh, shit, what's my yeah. headphones very, very uh, Beetlejuice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Michael Keaton. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, or just or just freaking out like as he freaks out as Doug one whenever you know the the clones are being stupid or whatever. He yeah. just does like. Yeah. Uh, as I was talking to I was talking to Janelle and rolling last night about it, where it was just like it reminded me of uh, his role as the the police captain and the other guys. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> you make all those TLC references and shit. And, yeah. uh, 
like oblivious TLC references. Now I want to watch that just to fucking <laughs> see him. That's a great. Dude, we watched it like three weeks ago, or maybe yeah. a month ago. We went I'll on a feral that. fest at one point, and it was. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty great. What is it? What, you think of what I'm thinking? Aim for the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> Smack. <laughs> fucking assholes. Yeah. I'm not uh, gonna... so. So, uh, when was the first time you all saw Multiplicity? Boo. So, like, I, I, uh, I explained it to you a bit earlier and Daniel, uh, Ray, that I had thought I'd seen this movie in clips or anything like that, but yeah. no, I actually, I, I just, I just thought I'd had because I picked it up and looked at it, uh, the, the, cause the video cassette or something like that at some point. I was like, oh, I know exactly what this is. And I was right mostly, but I, um, was wrong in that I, for some reason because I forgot it, I keep forgetting it's directed by Harold Rames. I was expecting to get really dark, like really fucking like just shitty and for everyone or whatever. And like it ends with like all the dugs, you know, killing each other <laughs> like that. I'm not sure. <laughs> a mass but, suicide. Uh, it's the, yeah, the only right thing to do. It's right. the final solution. No more dugs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I was wrong, and it, but it was great because it was funny and it was a lot like I guess Rames's other sort of movies where there are some very heavy main themes but for the most part like it really always, lighthearted, yeah. yeah it's very lighthearted. Yeah. it stays that way rather keeps that tone um i mean uh, so to- yeah this was my first time this was my first time see- actually seeing it we have someone who's cloning themselves apparently for free and yeah regularly. It's, it's not it's not stated but how right because they, they they reference because uh because Doug one does ask the cloning doc, you know, you know, how much this is going to cost or whatever. And I think there's something like it was affordable was kind of thrown around. And then, but definitely when they got to uh, Doug four, um, that was, they, like, they talk about how they had a, got a great discount on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they're making a copy of a copy or whatever. Yeah. This one, that one didn't come from uh well, copy of a copy of a copy. Excuse and me. I noticed I go, what's, the thought process of the doctor who's doing the cloning because he's they mentioned that oh he loved it because it's very experimental and i'm like yeah, yeah. exactly he loved the idea <laughs> he's literally like, creating he shit like, he's just yeah. fucking around exactly oh yeah cool. human being just for shits you know like yeah. see what happens so uh, uh, they, Ray, they, what's they, your history with this movie man with me yeah I was kick a oh I, i've seen it a, uh when it first came out i remember on hbo watching like a making of it because they were mentioning how I mean, this this kind of technology is... Uh, How they were using like, practical effects in with the movie effects to make it seem... Right, like, I mean, because we've seen it in Back to the Future. Michael Keaton you know? is in the room with himself. Yeah, and he's doing it so much, like, that seems to be thing, a good thing, but it didn't... That's that's what I remember it from, like, probably yeah. when I was uh, late uh, 96. That's like middle school, I think. Yeah, I, I saw it on HBO around the same time as well. Like I remember, like yeah, when boys. it was like a new movie on HBO or whatever, and watched the crap out of it. And then just it set for years and years. I just it hadn't been probably since then since I watched it. Um, yeah. But uh, one cool thing about the production of this movie, uh, I found this little neat little trivia bit: um, the scene where uh, hmm. Doug One tosses a or gets tossed a beer by Doug Two. Evidently, the the beer toss was so perfect that they were able to save money on the product on the post production because they were initially going to basically 
disappear and CGI in the beer that was tossed, but yeah. the two tosses between like Keaton dude body double, body double to Keaton were so perfect that they didn't have to cut the beer out. They just had to add in the dudes. That's cool. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I was yeah. thinking about that. So they called that's it some real uh, that's some real Lord of the Rings shit or whatever, as far as you know how they 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 do those uh overlays of uh of uh of uh, I yeah, guess so different scenes or whatever into the same area. Evidently, the special effects crew called it at the million dollar miracle beer can toss. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, the one I was trying to think of, uh, or whatever by comparison, mentioning mentioning that shit was that, um, I, I don't know if you guys had seen the scenes before, but like where, uh, f- uh, where they're, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings are in the Shire, and I think at one point Frodo like hands Gandalf his hat or something. And the thing is, like, they they actually had to, f- I don't know if you guys probably know, but they filmed them separately because, you know, to sort of accentuate the height difference between uh, normie, normie people and, you know, hobbits. A human and a hobbit, and so, yeah. Like, yeah, they had to do some, some, some finagling or whatever to make that shit work kind of stuff. And it was like a lot of that, a lot of the same sorts of things, I guess, that were, you know, early started, started in, in this movie, um, which yeah, is I would say cool. like this, uh, this movie did kind of, it used it a lot, actually, quite, quite a lot more than I was expecting. Uh, Pave the way for like a, I guess, an, the more the more efficient way of filming these stuff. types of uh, scenarios. Yeah, I, I I thought that was pretty cool. Like they handled it pretty. It seemed to me to be to be done pretty well. I mean, at one point, like the the movie carries on with four Michael Keatons in the same. Yeah, room and, and can we just say, shit, you know, <laughs> can we just get this out of the way now? You know, even though it was 1996 CGI and all that stuff, like keeping the time, like I would say that the multiple Doug scenes hold up. Like they don't look shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The-, like, the only time I noticed something a little off in the film. Was whenever they had a Doug in the shot, but his back was to the camera. Yeah, and uh, had like a glow. Like or something? Oh no! Like you could tell it was a stand-in. Oh, okay. like like in the bathroom scene, like that guy was. A yeah, stand-in. yeah. When he st- dunks him in the. Yeah. Scene. Well, not not even not just that, but like there's a scene where he's looking at the guy, and he's mm-hmm. talking to him, but you can tell away. that the back of him is different. It's a different profile. Yeah. Oh, kind of like uh, yeah, it's, it's at very the different. end when because I wasn't sure if. Um, Andy McDowell was talking to like proper Michael Keaton in the scene in the garage where she's talking to who she thinks is Doug, but it's actually Lenny. Yeah. And like the back of Lenny's head, it just the like the hair looked too dark to be like Keaton's, and it looked like it was like matted a little bit differently. So like that was what Romo. I was like, really like. Why would this one thing look bad to me when you've yeah. got all these fucking scenes and there's no reason why they wouldn't have had Michael Keaton as Lenny in that because they have you know shots of him you know from the front as well, well you, as the backside, but the back shots look bad. Like I don't but, think it's Michael Keaton. <laughs> the, scene, yeah. the scene where uh um uh, Lance blows the smoke into Michael Keaton's face. See, I thought that was a different stand-in as well, but then they do like a turn, and then it's Michael Keaton. You can tell, but the back of him, the back of his head, looks really different than you would think, or I assumed. Yeah, but I, I I thought that was a different person, but it's when he did that little turn uh, profile, then you could tell it was Michael Keaton. So I don't know. It's just re- really re- weird. Like I maybe the back of Michael Keaton's head doesn't 
fit into it our changes uh changes <laughs> the shape or whatever depending it on what into perception of what he should have i don't know but said. to be fair apart from like the way his hair looks now the only thing i like imagine his hair looking like is how he looked like in batman with all like the curly shit he had going on <laughs> so it's like i got curly cue and then like today's michael keaton's like head or hair in mind but nothing in between <laughs> Um, so just to go over a plot of this uh, movie, this is a technically a science fiction type of comedy, and it is um, so basically not- following Doug, a man who is pretty much overwhelmed with his work as a he's a construction worker or con- yeah. works for like a contracting company. He works for a contracting company. He's he's like mid level management looks like sort yeah. of. Like he's still going to the job sites. He's got multiple projects he's overseeing, mm-hmm. but he's still, you know, can I guess essentially lose access to projects because it seemed like uh, John Delancey's character uh, Ted was kind of like, like the, he was trying to compete with him or something. Yeah, yeah and he and, was constantly just you and know, trying to like under and all, like Ted was always trying to undercut Doug, and no. um, so I assume that like Ted and Doug were both like, like senior foreman or whatever the hell you call like that kind of role when you're not actually the boss, but yeah. So he's, he's somewhere mid management of a contracting firm. Yeah. And a lot, his job pretty much uh, neglecting his family. He's neglecting the house, which is still kind of under construction. There's like major, Major construction needed. He's like on the house. constant verge of burnout. Yeah, there's still plastic up, like stress. over like sections yeah. of the house. There's holes like, in the walls yeah. too. Like kitchens a wreck. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, hasn't he's a, he's sort of a, well. He he is a workaholic, but it's it's in the sense that like he doesn't necessarily he doesn't have a choice kind of thing. Like yeah. he's just stressed out from everything and having to help uh, at home. Well, that was, there, there's a scene whenever Andy McDowell and Michael Keaton are getting into a like what seems like to be the first fight to uh, show that their marriage is struggling. It's in trouble. And, uh, and like the first like scenes there. Yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause like when, when we, you and I were watching it, uh, when she says, uh, we don't need a schedule. We need a miracle. And you go, Hmm, foreshadowing much. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like right in that next scene when he's at the Gemini Institute. Yeah. The Gemini Institute. Yeah. And the doctor's like, yo, we yeah. sell miracles. Here we go again. We make miracles here or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh look, an identical twin. But then it became it came full circle again because you know at the end of the movie when Annie McDowell gets re gets reintegrated into Doug's life, yeah, you know she says it's a miracle, like <laughs> like a miracle happened. So it's like <laughs> their man, their like relationship is some weird kind of confusing roller coaster. I mean, obviously, like by that definition, it's supposed to be fucking strange, but. I mean, in that, like, it's so hard to understand uh, how they sort of make these great, huge arguments out of what seem to be like little baby shit problems or like well, because things. You're constantly like, we're, uh, we, we don't get any. What I mean is, we don't get any like introduction or segue into their problems. It's just boom, everything shit kind of thing, real like from the beginning. Well, you just take, you know, the patriarchal mode and critiques of patriarchy and then just implant it onto that family. And then that solves everything because, you know, she's literally like asking for permission to work work, (laughs) in the movie. uh, Yeah, it's definitely. (laughs) And apparently his opinion like really matters whether she does or not, you know. So like, so that's what I felt like, okay, this seems to be like 
yeah, the family more like a traditional breadwinner unit, you know, attempt or whatever. But it's family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if any of you have seen the movie Mister Mom with Michael Keaton. It's mm-hmm. almost has like the same premise, oh, dude, it, um, cloning. Yeah, it's not familiar, but no, I don't think. Because I mean, the, Mister Mom is the shit role, and you should really watch that movie. I need to. I need to see. A, I need to look it up. If I've if I've seen it or not, it pretty yeah, much takes the premise of this one where it's a mom it's, who stays at home and yeah. she's gonna go. She wants to go back to work and he loses his job as uh, I think he's working in a factory, so he has to stay. Yeah, home something like that. Yeah, supposed to work, mm-hmm. and then hilarity. And so, like the so, like I guess, like the the second sixth of the movie or whatever, where you see, you know, with when he still just has, you know, it's just him and Doug too, where he's doing all of the, you know, parenting stuff. Like that's all like just Mr. Mom stuff just mm-hmm. ripped. I yeah. think there even was like a like a faux pas moment of getting the daughter ready for something. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mr. Uh, Mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah Chasing yeah. the kids around and all that shit. That pretty much happens in Mr. Mom, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's where I was getting some of the uh, weird memories from watching this kind of thing. I was like, why, why did this seem? Cause like, again, like watch when I was looking at this and then before I just remember it being very familiar for some reason, but like nothing popped through and uh, I'm, I'm getting that same sense from Mr. Mom, but maybe I actually did fucking watch it. I don't know. It's been so goddamn long. I need to look, I need to look for that movie. Jamie. <laughs> if you're watching, <laughs> He's right? Not, Can he just put like a <laughs> just put like Jamie's face in the corner? Or something he doesn't like because you're on it, Roland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course. Doug meets up with the doctor. The doctor says they perform miracles, and he says, basically, what are they going to give him? They're going to give him time. Time. They create and, time. Yeah. yeah. So at some point, he does ask him. He he, he uh, reveals that he is cloning. He cloned, doctor cloned himself. Yeah, yeah. Well, he goes through. He goes through the. You know, he's like, I cloned. You know, a, a virus. I cloned a worm. I cloned. Was it a sheep or something or whatever? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's some mid tier. Is it and now and then he brings out his. Yeah, his clone just so happens to be right on cue. You know, so. which I which I was hoping there was a little bit more to that scene because we get no more of the doctor at that point. No. I wished for yeah. two more doctor scenes in this movie. One was when. <laughs> Doug two or Doug three got themselves cloned. That would have been hilarious. Yeah. And then uh, the first scene where, where you've got the doctors that you wrote like, Oh, there's a clone and it's him. I really think that there should have been a moment where there's a reveal that Doug is talking to two instead of one. Right. <laughs> Well, again, because I, one was the one that's kind of on vacation mode, you know, or yeah. the second one was like, you know, the Hawaiian shirt and like real casual and stuff. It just been sailing yeah. off in the Bahamas or whatever. Yeah. Like, so I was like, that'd been cool if it, so to demonstrate how, you know, the clones buy time. It's like, this clone is so good. He, he is me. Yeah. He's so doing all this shit and I'm off partying. Do you, you think know? that the, the cloned doctor was the one that cloned number two because they were like, Hey, I'm a clone. You're a clone. Let's clone one of yes. That's an idea. See, see what's up. Maybe. Because I mean, I I don't I don't really think that the doctor himself, unless he's that just eccentric and crazy, like you. You and I were talking about how because by the definition of the clones, Ray. I don't know if you remember or not that they'd be different based on the uh, their you know uh, uh, experiences, and that 
was immediately demonstrated or whatever when they were talking about how each each you know clone of Doug had like a different facet of his personality almost right Mm -hmm. which they didn't Um, explore it was just no they they didn't like i was thinking that they showed the slob doug they show the you know sensitive caring neat freak doug and then well we really can't say anything about lenny because he's just he's 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 an aberration he's the blurry xerox i think or what was it whatever it was but like the doctors the doctor clone and the doctor clone (laughs) or whatever don't have anything like they seem completely identical necessarily or specifically so that's why I well was, that we well but uh, yeah, we also, see, we yeah. got like I four minutes or like maybe four minutes total time with right know, but like when you see but it'd been cool to fill, and, it would have been cool to fill that out a little bit more like when you see doug one and two you can immediately spot the differences or whatever in their in their attitudes uh i did i did read somewhere that the initial and i didn't see that with the doctor. In the initial script the dugs all had the same personality but it was Michael Keaton's suggestion that they all have different personalities. So he could have an excuse to be the one-man broad show, Broadway show? Yeah. Dude, he just, just does it all, and it offers so many cool like uh, moments. Because in really this movie, cool. like you go, wow, well, you know, Keaton, you got a range of acting. You know, Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. It's great. Because yeah. they're all supposed to be facets of the same dude, but mm-hmm. they're very different. Yeah. Dudes, uh, it's it's really cool. Like, Based on you know, how they're 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 he's a hell of an actor. Like, just, yeah. Let's also put that out there. <laughs> yeah. And if you oh. doubt that, listeners or viewers, um, just go watch Batman again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Batman returns. Yeah, you have fun. We can move on to. Well, is there anything else we should add about this movie? I mean, it's basically this. Except the premise is we went over it already. Um, it's got a lot of fun little. Married, married type banter. Well, so the idea is, I guess, just to wrap it up um, before we move on. Um, easy, I guess, simplest way to put it is, you know, Doug received this golden opportunity to have more time to do the things he wants in life, and yeah. then things start going sideways. He fucks it up. Yeah, yeah. He can't even enjoy his own vacation or whatever. He gets fucked. Because triangle. There, there's a thing that he didn't think about: the fact that there is going to be another person. That's basically him, right? Near in the vicinity of his living situation. Mm-hmm. In fact, he's above the garage in like a little badass looking up house. Dude, that little like apartment thing is swank. I dug, I dug it. Um, and then of course he does he does it again, and then he he has two of them, and his decision wasn't like thought through enough. So like he has to kind of just play. Oh, it's by very play. abrupt. Yeah, he like walks in and is like, "Hey, number two, here's three. You know, like your friend. This, <laughs> this will do it. You know. Just, well, right, he did it. try to. He did try to. I think there was a slightly clever line in that moment where, mm-hmm. you know, fucking Doug two asked Doug one if he wants a beer, and Doug one goes, "Well, I'm going to need at least another one." Yeah, <laughs> and I think that wasn't because so you know take it two ways. You know the, you know oh what we have to talk about is impactful or, Hey, there's another one of us, <laughs> which I just thought was cool. Like, we'll move on to the science of, or the science that is discussed in multiplicity. And that is human cloning. Yeah. And, um, in this movie, they pretty much take it very casually, like extremely casual. Oh, like it's just, extremely casually. It's yeah. like, you know, like a bio 3D printer that they use. <laughs> and oh, they yeah. pull some blood from Doug and put it in a centrifuge. And then we see basically, you know, a soup. 
that a person forms out of. It reminded me. Well, dude, well, it reminded me of the fucking uh, the flesh from Doctor Who, dude. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had that same like white soup or whatever, and you know, life was produced from it. So when I was watching Multiplicity yesterday, I was like, dude, did a fucking Stephen Moffat and the writers for Doctor Who during this era, like, I don't know, low hanging fruit. Because I mean, go hey, Multiplicity, that was kind of a cool idea. That that, that's that story arc (laughs) went dark fast. You know, it was oh, it was so dark, (laughs) fast, very fast. So that's the kind of shit I was expecting in this, which no, it's not. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was no that was the demon known as Stephen Moffat was not involved in this project. So, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um, uh, we we kind of talked about it briefly. Like, how much did the cloning cost him? Because if he's doing it so rapidly, like how much? Like it seems yeah. affordable to do it. And for, I was under the impression that maybe. Uh, that joke that they make about, or that comment that he makes about it being a disc, they got a discount rate whenever they uh, clone you got rate. Lenny. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of just a joke, but like, I if he's doing it so casually and uh, just it's just like going to the store, like, hey, I'm gonna go to the store and get a clone, I'll be back, and then he comes with it. Like, is it? I felt like the doctor was just doing it for free. Because- what if the doctors, like, because technically he's doctors now. What if they didn't have a profit motive? What if they really just wanted to make miracles and make time for people? You know, like maybe it was from a real, like a good place that that was coming out. So it's like, yeah, well, I mean, I I would say it's more than maybe. (laughs) How do they meet exactly the doctor or, um, well, it's because uh, Doug, Doug has a freak out moment or whatever. Because well, of, Doug's like, yeah, Doug freaks the fuck out. Yeah, because some of his guys fuck up the water line. That's when and, everything sort yeah. of like all of his his uh, frustrations and shit from everything that's been happening thus far in the movie just goes to shit. And then he has a mental. Well, he's sitting uh, there trying mind. to like ring out his fucking you know floor plans and shit. Yeah, you know, he tears and him soaked, half. wet, pissed off, and yeah. And then so the doctor walks up on him, seeing all that, and just like, hey, what do you do with your free time? You know, like yeah. oh. Let's play golf. Oh, how often you get off? Oh, or get out. Oh, you know, never. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking that. What did he say? I'm thinking I might uh, might uh, uh, cut down a little on that too. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> again, like I, I mean, I wanted to say that before, but like a lot of the the dialogue in this movie is real subtle and just uh, super. Um, it's dry. Yeah, it's pretty very dry. dry. Overall, it's great though. I love like, it. It's just very low. Uh, uh, <laughs> low easy uh sarcasm and everything but uh yeah so like i actually would say that the doctor was you know trying to be helpful in this but, but if you think about it the doctor could also be using doug because i mean he was I, using us as a guinea pig that was a test right. remember i mean how that's how no, four we came out or whatever well, because remember four came out or whatever and they were telling him like oh yeah sure would you i mean we just said it that you know oh it sounds like a good idea make of, of an, something to experiment i, I think that maybe that the doctor um it's a, it's a mutually beneficial it's beneficial for him one because that can apply to any sort of research he's doing and sure. more test subjects because at this point i'm under the assumption as a viewer that the doctor has only cloned himself Right at this point, right? We have no way. And and from here on out, he sees that that. he sees that Doug is like a willing participant and just willing to kind of try it because he's desperate. So when he does, he's kind of just like, "Oh yeah, Doug, come on in. Like I'll clone you again, no problem." You know. And then, oh, 
I, I again under the assumption that the clone doctor, the doctor number two, uh, talks yeah. to Doug number two, and then they decide, hey, let's try and clone one of y'all. Let's let's clone a clone, and then that's where yeah. we got money. So it so seems doctor, like the whole thing. Uh, it just seems like something that can add to his research or for whatever he's doing because he's not thinking of the consequences it's going to have on Doug and his family. He's just like, oh, he's willing, so I'm just going to do it. Yeah, they think the whole situation is 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 moder- you know mostly harmless. <laughs> yeah, making all these clones, sending in the clones. It's like, no, it's cool, it's fine, it'll be great, don't worry. But I'm also surprised that, uh, I mean, maybe that happens in the sequel uh, that the government's not involved in this, or maybe they are involved in this, and they're kind of just allowing the doctor kind of. The shop is so involved in this. <laughs> uh, it's called the Gemini Institute. The institution. Uh, yeah. Ooh, don't uh, a, 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 name, a name that Roland, you had to make a comment about. You're like, oh great. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what I said. It was probably. I, I don't really remember what you said, but you were just like. Uh, more shit. You're like, get that joke. Get right. fuck out of here with that. I was Fucking like, twins. <laughs> bullshit. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 Like, <laughs> is that, that kind of like what it means? Like, so it's the yeah. Uh, yeah, the twins. The yeah, Gemini myth, the, the mythology, and this the the right, so constellations and shit. Yeah, the twins. So basically, that, that, that whole Hulks. that whole uh, institute itself. Uh, that's basically might maybe, maybe all they do. They just clone. Yeah, maybe clone things. I guess. Um, <laughs> wouldn't it be great if it was just like it was like a Kickstarter thing or whatever because they're still having the building worked on you know so and so the Kickstarter like you know the update should have been hey I cloned myself successfully but he kept it like on the low <laughs> just to keep getting funds don't tell anybody yeah <laughs> oh no no he has a Patreon there we go <laughs> Oh, so the clone runs the Patreon. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, as far as like the actual human cloning, like in real life, not in film or cinema, um, sheep's the sheep. Yeah, done the sheep, sheep cloning. I, but, I, did, um, I did. I did kind of like scour the internet. Just the main just difference for a brief thing as to, to see where how much. At. Well, how much does it cost to clone a uh, oh. human being? Wow. And someone that I guess yeah. someone had put a number to it, and it was like close to like sixty thousand dollars or some shit like that. And they're like, "Well, it's kind of a hefty price to clone something." It but is. Yeah. there is a thing that I read also that there's a pet cloning. Where, yeah. Or like, oh. I'm sorry, it, it may have been more than human cloning, but there's pet cloning. No, yeah, that's definitely oh, a thing. Most uh, pet, most pet people that are up their own asses or whatever with money to waste, they do that. They they. Nah, own their, I mean. My, I, I, there's a segment or something somewhere. My cat Boaz, we all love her dearly, but we already know that she's a Lenny, and yeah, I don't yeah. need like a Lenny clone, like cat. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what it is exactly. A lot of them either describe the pet cloning thing as like the son or daughter of the previous pet, even though it's actually an you know identical uh, 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 clone. Now, um. Just I, I want to see if I can share this on the hmm. uh, screen here. Give me one moment. I mean, the main there's a there's, main, a, there's a there's a website called My Friend Again, the dog cloning company. Oh, there it is. I'm gonna Jeez. share my Christ. screen real quick. Hold up. I mean, good for them. Whatever they found their niche. Some people really love their pets more than others. So it says, uh, "My cat, my dog or cat has died," and it says, "Pet cloning cannot be achieved without retrieving healthy cells from a deceased pet." 
If your dog or cat has died within the last few hours, please follow the steps below to preserve your pet cells before it's too late. And take two Dude, fingers and go too. right up their ass. Zulu was and, badass. And like give it the give it the claw and curl. And, you know, it's weird that if like oh, so put your put your animal in the fridge, basically. Yeah, what well, says uh, if your dog or cat has just passed, then you must act quickly, as in right now. Throw them in the fridge. There's a five-day window to successfully extract good quality cells from your beloved friend before the cells begin to deteriorate. Dude, right here, keep the animal in just decent, sanitary environment. Do not place your dog in the freezer. Right? Do not place Go at it with a saw off a fucking leg or something or some shit with a with a knife or. I don't know. Oh, you can download printable instructions for it. Jesus fuck. No. Ooh. Of course. <laughs> like I said, I'd seen it like a little, I don't know if it was a Vice documentary or article or some shit on that. And a while ago, holy fuck, I'd forgotten about it. Uh, aside from that, the, the main. Oh, dude, this is grody, though. You have to like cut your fucking animal, though. Well, yeah. And. Yeah. So only, like only the eyes. I mean, ideally, you should have this stuff already prepared just in case if you want to do this. But uh, it's a bit macabre. Well, but, yeah, some know. some people <laughs> I think have have uh, done it a couple times actually. Whatever. Says, cloning can be done. Can only be cannot done be live. done with just DNA, blood, skin, hair, yeah. teeth. What's well, so a cloning? Can live tissue? Ooh. Live tissue taken from the pet immediately after the death. Fuck you, do. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, uh, the vet will then place your pet's biopsy samples in a container and ship them via next day air to our storage facility. The cells are then frozen and stored to a liquid nitrogen storage container. The cost to store your pet's cells is about $100 to $300 per year. Oh, they're just giving it away. That's not bad. Yeah, a wow. year? Well, that's want to basically pop out another version of it? No, no, that's just to store it. How much is it to actually? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, you know. As you're saving up your pennies to actually get it cloned, it's not a bad rate. It's not a bad rate for 100 to 300 for the entire year. To now, yeah, Raymond Page, PhD, um, life and science bioengineering in life. Is that Minnesota? Science bioengineering, Massachusetts, Massachusetts, life and science bioengineering. That sounds really hokey. Like I said, that's a degree because it it sounds like a certificate. It does sound like a certificate. I took this. Uh, I took this online class, and boom! Now I'm fucking clone updates. I don't Dr. know. Frankenstein, excuse me. Oh, the clone. The clone updates uh, section is blank. Oh, I'm sure their <laughs> Facebook page is <laughs> all kinds of uh, about my dogs. God, man. Those dogs scary. look like they're missing a couple chromosomes. What? Well, that's the type of dog it is, man. I, I mean, know, I know, I know, but it's still like they look. I first, cloned, I first cloned Wolfie, uh, Wolfie and received two clones. I named uh, one of the clones Wolfie Girl and the other named Wolfie Bear. Dude, those clones look angry. Those clones are going to go wrong. They, yeah. <laughs> Looking at this photo, dude. That's like, cemetery type of shit, man. Yeah, dude. I'm after you. <laughs> that's you sleep and shit. That's so weird, dude. Wow. Uh, of course. Again, though, why pick these animals? They look like wet rats to me. Yeah, they can only make dogs that are rat shaped and sized. Yeah. They, they haven't gotten to like proper dogs yet. <laughs> no, I guess not. That's just uh, totally not nightmare fuel at all. Dogs Bugs. running news in a. Whoa. 
news and articles. Oh, geez. 70 grand discount. How much is it to fucking call it? Oh. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, they gave you the, we're oh, living the times of COVID, gentlemen, you know. T- uh, I'm, about to, I'm about to get spammed fucking hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> You're going to fuck with the algorithm. Good luck. Clone firm lures UK dog owners with seventy thousand dollar discount. That's insane. It's oh, a seventy percent discount. It costs a hundred thousand dollars to clone your dog. Thirty grand. Wow. Discounted price to get. Dude, that's crazy, dude. Oh man. Mm-hmm. All so right. I guess that. So I guess we'll circle back to my hundred dollars to three hundred years just for storage isn't bad considering <laughs> what it cost to me. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're fucking around with something like this, yeah, well, that easy. that's the first step into actually cloning humans, and like you're gonna live forever if that's the case. Because I mean, like, oh, consciously, would your brain continue on? I forgot. You're the same person. I mean, the doctor made a chimp. He cloned a chimp, and right. then he got to humans. So I think he skipped the sheep thing. Right. Yeah. He skipped uh, Dolly. Yeah. But but again, like, if you're cloning someone or something, like, how much of that personality is still the same, though? Because, I mean, a lot of you as humans and even animals, their personality is well, important. So, I mean, if they are clones, are they exactly the same? I, forget, I think some no, of those cloned animals the, actually were a bit more, uh, some of them did have more aggressive tendencies. Getting into the, like, the science end of it, um, it definitely wasn't clear why you would have all of the memories and experiences from you know one entity to the other. Right, because it's not yeah. the science that's supposed to work. Yeah, because yeah. you just Go ahead. Can't scan a brain and just implant it to my oh, knowledge. I mean, the feds the way, probably can. The way but. the sheep the sheep cloning <laughs> stuff works everywhere or now ish, uh, and I'm assuming it's just probably something. But, but, but also, they make a baby, like they make a new yeah. animal. They make a baby and they, it it grows up like a baby or whatever. It's not boom, yeah, also, so it's an adult. And so that that being the case, you know, they're going to have a different, uh, like they're. What a different movie, though, if you had, you know, Doug playing this real long comedy. He's like, maybe in 25 years. <laughs> but then all of his clones were like so much younger than him. So it defeats the purpose. So, yeah, it'd just be a different moment. Oh, he just died. Like, having like clones. a nursery up in the fucking you know, right. the attic space of the garage. <laughs> I will say- <laughs> don't rule number one, don't tell mommy. <laughs> Well, I, I will say this: like other one, films that do, uh, other films that do talk about cloning. Uh, for instance, I mentioned this to you, Roland, Replicant with Van Damme. Yeah, um, I talked about the like. Day. I'm pretty curious as to like the science in that as well. Like, how does that take? You know, again, that's not a movie we're going to talk about in this series. No. Maybe at some point we will get to it when we're going to do. Prob- our- it's probably even more hokey than this than the science in this movie is because I mean, for stars, but oh yeah, but I mean, like, it's like, like action like, movie. You're gonna yeah, exactly. I can, I can I can buy Michael Keaton telling his clone saying, "Oh, you're the clone, and I'm the clone." It's really hard to hear Van Damme. The movie's called Replicant. Yeah, literally tell his clone. He's like, "You're my replicant." Like, <laughs> so bad you know (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah so initially in the real world scenarios 
Cloning isn't entirely fantasy. No, it isn't, but it's also not really But human cloning hasn't been done yet, to my knowledge. Uh, Um, But I'm pretty sure they've cloned like human cells or something like that. I'm pretty sure they've cloned it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like they can, they can. Uh, well, cells, well, cells can be I replicated. I think they're like, too busy uh, trying to figure out cloned meat right now. Oh yeah. So like using to stem cells. feed the people that are already here before making copies of people that are already here. <laughs> Didn't they do that kind of with the movie The Island? Right. Uh, I don't know. If, yes. Yeah. They but they the clones are like on a separate island. And that then, movie was so fucking bad though. They're basically it was fun, but it was bad. They're uh, it was you McGregor and Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Like, who was the oh, chicken yeah, that? I didn't like it at all. Nah, yeah, it was, I don't. Although the I premise, caught it as a two for it to drive in, so I don't remember what I was there to watch. But the island was not it. <laughs> I went, oh, fuck, I gotta the, watch this first. <laughs> the premise itself is kind of interesting. Where like you've you have a clone version of yourself just in case you need that person's cells or heart or other yeah. organs. They just basically kill them and implant them into you. But in their minds, they're thinking they've won like the lottery and they're going to go off into like some kind of space. So basically, and then they find out they're actually killing them. And then that's where like the dilemma is and stuff like that. Uh, But in this case, uh, your clones can move off. Again, how does Andy McDowell not ever find out about these clones unless she does and doesn't give a shit about it? She does. I mean, she does at the end. Off at the like end. She's like, you know, how you really, yeah. you know how you really love someone she when you see them in the face of everyone you see. Yeah. And let's talk about real quick uh, <laughs> uh, that scene wherever the, all the dugs get a crack at her in that one night. Like, <laughs> if she were to find out about that, I mean, that could that, so that's movie. what I was waiting Dude, for. I was it would waiting be, for it'd be four guys when they're pizza, all in the room man. or whatever they called it. <laughs> the four guys from nowhere pizza. That's what that movie would become. That's part two. This is Doug picking up pieces. Yeah. <laughs> With his so that's what I was expecting. I thought there was going to be some kind of reveal where she sees them on. She's like, holy shit. Fuck to all. I fucked all of you or whatever. Well, yeah, well, it had been such a long fucking time. since I've seen the movie Even and Steve. I was wondering if it would be a thing where it's like, they figure out some sort of like co-living situation where right. you had yeah. all the dugs in the mix, you know, for the, the, the classic, like happy ending approach. Yeah. Uh, that's a good segue. <laughs> so we can talk about the actual sequel. Of, the Dugs uh, day Multiple out. Season. The Dugs day out. And at the end of the movie, uh, the three clones, uh, Lance, Rico, and Lenny, drive off into the sunset and go down to Miami to create. And they make a pizza place. And uh, they even have uh, Lenny uh, delivering pizzas and delivering newspapers, which he does the same way by throwing pizzas into people's yards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have one condition for our sequel coming up, though. Okay. Lenny has to get a clone. <laughs> <laughs> Because he gets tired of just like not being able to enjoy the pizza, but having it's to be like a straight up Habsburg child or something. He's just rolling around in a an iron lung on wheels or something. It's gonna be all the royals they don't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> the royals they have in the dungeon. Someone <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of the clone, uh, the clone of a clone is the equivalent of like like right. uh, millennia, millennia of inbreeding and shit like that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly what I was hoping for. 
One of them's got like a vestigial <laughs> tail or something. The other's got like fucking gills behind his ear or something. Yeah, yeah. Lenny needs a clone. Like, <laughs> this is hard. I don't like this. Right. <laughs> and he just disappears for a while. They're like, have you seen Lenny? No. He fucking somehow makes it back out to fucking LA <laughs> or San Fran. Where the fu- they were in LA, right? For the main events? They were, no, they were in Miami. Oh, in the. No, 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 no. Uh, geez, I don't really know. Gemini Institute. Um, I thought it was like LA or it was San LA. Fran or something. I can't remember where the fuck they were supposed yeah, to be. California for sure. Oh, yeah. On the coast, West Coast. Like a pitch for the sequel. Um, so we have, like I said, at the end of the movie, the Dugs go down to Miami and make a pizza place. But I'm trying to, th- I couldn't really think of uh, at that particular moment that I was thinking of this that there's a point in time where either the government finds out oh, the run, you know, the like Doug's file taxes. That could be the title for the second movie. Uh, <laughs> it's all of the fucking the Doug's get audited. Yeah. How do you get right. all the streams of income? Bro, these dudes are supposed to exist, and they, they all try to claim each other's dependents. That's true. <laughs> yeah, well, they and then that's how Andy McDowell finds out about the events of the first movie. Yeah. Well, it's, all of a sudden the fucking IRS come and pound it on their door yeah. in Cali. Yeah, like the regular Doug number one has to like come into contact with the old Dugs and be like, what's going on? Like they're after us or something. Like the IRS is coming. And then then they're going to be like, fucking Lenny tried to get a social security card. He fucked us. That's another thing. Like, how did they get fucking uh, duplicate documents? Yeah. Yeah. Unless they went to the doctor. The doctor says in one scene where like after he makes um, Lance that he's like, yeah, just make him some some, like a, a duplicate ID. Again, that's yeah. it. That's so is this, all the, all the is this still during the time when they have like potentially like paper license, uh, driver licenses and shit? Probably, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know when they switch over to plastic. I mean, I've never had a paper one except for a learner's permit. Yeah, but, me too. Or the temporary. But that was also about a decade after the events of this movie. So, yeah. I have no idea. No. I don't think so. I mean, I remember having some. Well, like, I mean, I, from back I, in the day. Or they just, or they would forge a plastic one that just didn't have all of, like the watermark bullshit technology yeah, like all of those do now to like it make was sure it's easier to get away with identity theft in those days. You think yeah. they're using like Doug's social security and his information? Cause like that, they don't see how they, cause they have to apply for like business loans and shit. So they have right. to. Yeah. But technically, I mean, if they're doing that, they could still use Doug's credit score. Right. Like, but then you have, but then you have like four. <laughs> Versions of the same. Only only one of them goes in there and does it. I mean, yeah, let's be real. It's Lance. Lance is probably the one that does all the work. Lance is definitely the mover and shaker of that. uh, He's the workaholic side of, you know, fucking Rico's the, uh, yeah, the uh, emotional uh, slash uh, um, backup (laughs) support. Yeah, yeah, like, and, and, and I don't want to like use this as like a negative term, but definitely for like '90s standards, like you know, that'd be like like the effeminate fun. side of Doug. Well, yeah, you know, mean, I'm not trying to cast any aspersions on folks exactly. that like to do housework and not, make little cutesy shit or whatever, because I think it's cool and a lot of stuff like. Like I tried to remember the fucking foil scene because like I've already used foil to store, store my stuff. Like, right? Was it he, he goes tuck, tuck fold the TTF? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he goes off on this wild ass. He spends like three tangent. minutes mansplaining. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you, and it's okay. We can save this. This uh, the <laughs> we can save this for later. Use Christmas, you know. Maybe I just roll it up and put it on the Christmas tree. Make like, some tinsel for the Christmas tree. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm like, oh, he goes, no Arizona guard because Arizona enemy. So it keeps on folding and shit. Yeah. Um, TTF. Tuck, tuck, fold. It's fucking hilarious. But it's, it's also, it's not even the fact that what he's saying, it's just the way he says it, too. Dude, it's yeah, the mannerisms, he, uh, you know? It's just yeah, because it's like the different, uh, you know, kid who's never been, like, even in the threat of a fist fight. Yeah, he's very <laughs> soft-spoken. I mean, like, talking about it earlier, when uh, they all break the rule and and and, and uh, sex up, uh, you know, yeah, Ali. Uh, number one, man. <laughs> What is uh? What are the things she says when when she's with Rico? She's like, "That's very unusual." Uh, never, I've never seen you cry before. Cry that much? Yeah, yeah. Or cry that hard. Or yeah. <laughs> and then with Lance, it was like, "Oh, that was very." What did she say? Athletic. Athletic. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to get uh, got kind of carried away <laughs> or whatever." Um, but we never heard the Lenny stuff apart from you now. She touched my peppy. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Peppy yeah, that was fucking great. Uh, who was it? Rico was was it Rico that was in the in the? He's in the shower. Yeah. The shower, and he's like, "Fuck, we all broke rule one or whatever." At that point. <laughs> <laughs> What's the way Lenny like uh, when she pulls down his pants? She's like, "Oh, oh, again." And then he like gives that like stare because he knows Rico's back there or some shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just fucking funny, dude. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, how, how do you think that this uh, sequel, dude? Play out? And think about the fucking just the mind game, like the mind fuckery that you know Andy McDowell had, you know, because she kept on going like, "Were you wearing the same shirt?" You know, but like, uh, and yeah. she's basically being like gaslit the whole time. Like, no, no. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, like at one point she full on slaps Doug. Uh, I forget all the other shit. I mean, she has like a couple breakdowns and. Like uh, you, uh, her no, this one went her emotions are just all over so the fucking Doug place. Try yeah. to get some time to go sail and play golf. Yeah. This is some basically some just shit, man. to mind fuck his wife, you know, uh, throughout this thing. <laughs> Multiplicity and then, two, and it somehow like What's her name movie? Nancy in the movie. Uh, yeah, um, I can't remember her fucking name. Laura. His name is Laura. It's Laura. Oh, Laura. There you go. Yeah. Laura versus Doug because it's the fucking court case where she's oh, you know what? Like, I want to see where like the, the government the government is uh is uh chasing after all the Dougs or whatever trying to catch people them. versus and, and Laura <laughs> and bitter ass Laura has been tasked with bringing them in and she's got like an eye patch and shit going in on the fucking <laughs> <laughs> I'll make you pay <laughs> she's doing like the Beetlejuice voice for some reason for the whole fucking movie what if you think about it if like all the Dugs are revealed to her I mean she's gonna fucking lose her shit yeah. you know and on top of and that that's when the killing begins at some point I would say that that Lenny's probably the oh, one so, that so Lord reveal that they all got tagged you know uh, Lenny probably reveals in some childlike way that they all tagged her yeah, and she fucking like flips the fuck out. They, she takes a fucking Doug to court, like wants to divorce him. Mind you, the kids already like. Yeah, Ooh, she ends up pregnant, and uh, it has to figure out what happened, and and it goes it goes bad. Oh, then, it you know, better be Lenny's later. baby. Because that'd be fucking hilarious, dude. Uh, and then Doug having to like figure that out you know like ah shit oh you know what the even the sequel it could take on the sequel as a very basic premise like like they all kind of come back at some point because of the irs but then we find out there's a third child in their life and it she doesn't they don't know who it belongs to but how would they find out since they all have the same dna and then at some point or another, she finds the kid tries to build skis. And they're like, oh, that's Lenny. I was uh, 
I was just thinking it would have been uh how, how, here's another one I was I was just thinking if like they all come back and they try to reintegrate back in uh, to Doug's life uh, the way they were before so like Lance goes back into the work or whatever job Rico goes back into you know doing housework and uh that's when that's when uh, uh uh they start you know fucking up or whatever Lance uh feels like uh you know what all of, all of a sudden it turns out Eugene Levy's character is the best fucking worker and so he starts cloning that that guy so that you know he can have his own workforce or whatever. Because this isn't an end where like Doug makes his own, starts his own construction company or some yeah, shit. He starts his own contract. He wants to yeah, start small or whatever. Yeah, but. I want to see clones of Eugene Levy going through well, there, but like showing up at like an hour late. Go for that. I don't know. I mean, he's the only one that goes. I, he knows. Well, no, no, no. Uh, because yeah, when like, when Doug got Eugene back, yeah, for the driveway. Yeah, he's like, you know, no, boss thought he was honest. He was like, I thought you're the best concrete guy or whatever. And he's like, really? Like, no, there was just nobody else. (laughs) And there was no one else around. But hey, it worked out. I mean, well, great. So here's what I say about if you're gonna uh, propose that sequel, uh, you don't have the Dugs come back, but like that Eugene Levy character finds Mm -hmm. out what Doug did. And then he goes to the doctor and starts cloning people. But that's a mediocre sequel. No, fucking. Fucking John Delancey finds out. Ted finds out. Yeah, but that's like an Evan. Dude, that's like a straight up villain arc. All right, you're, you're talking about some like yeah, Avengers shit or something. yeah. You get some fucking real strife in that second movie. <laughs> see, that's like a lower tier uh, scene. Yeah. You know, like we all want to see. Don't Michael you lower tier me? This it doesn't. Even- <laughs> no, that's really that. Like his is his good, Fuck but you. it's like it's like uh, like you bold good or whatever. This is a really great idea with like the absolute shit execution kind of stuff. I don't know. Unless, unless, unless people find out and then everyone starts making clothes themselves and then there's like an army of like clones in all scenarios. So you have the Dugs show up again, but mind you, maybe they show up at the last end of the movie where like they come in the to save the day. The Dugs come to save the day. <laughs> and you've got fucking you have Eugene uh, Levy's Lenny characters. in a tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have the Eugene, Eugene Levy's characters like that are they're no, all cloned. Want- and you have Ted's characters that are cloned. And all these clones got to come and like fight each other. I want to see Lenny on his skis with a fucking like assault rifle or something. Nah, just yelling at people. (laughs) That's the movie that gets real dark, you know, at the end. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, all the clones fighting. Oh, holy shit. So they go and kill, they go kill, killing clones, right? But they kill Doug, who they think is a clone, and Lenny survives. And Lenny has to go on a vengeance path. Oh, but what if we find oh, out at some point whenever they're, they're killing? <laughs> I like machine guns. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we find out, they're killing clones. That actually, if they kill the clone, they actually injure the actual original. Uh, oh, okay. Person, I'd be is this something that well, we're supernatural? No, because because you would have had no, no, no. His, his nutting three more times that day <laughs> while he was out on the boat. <laughs> Maybe he did. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he was so sick that's why he was so sick <laughs> he was so like empty of proteins and shit he couldn't it's just uh, <laughs> yeah he just started vomiting <laughs> that's stupid but I like it <laughs> I guess or like he, he fucking sensed something's wrong as like they're all like coming that particular night <laughs> I, I was just picturing uh, just on the boat Laura <laughs> with all this sticker on him on the deck and shit and on the dog walking by <laughs> I want to see on the jizz. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, 
<laughs> I had one one more scene that I was trying to think of that I'd, I'd like to see, and uh, it's just like the the last Matrix. Mo- I mean, not the the newest Matrix movie, but the last of the first three, where like uh, Keanu Reeves is standing in the street or whatever, and you see all the clones of the Agent Smith there, and like they're all just looking at him and shit. But I wanted that to be Eugene Levy, and it's just they're just staring at each other, and, and you, I want to hear Eugene Levy say, "I am the one." Or whatever, <laughs> and then, then they can fight. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'm done. All right, so let's uh, move on to the rewind. This is where we discuss our favorite scenes, little quotes, uh, anything that we enjoyed about this movie, or stuff that we didn't stand, we couldn't stand. You know. Uh, so, Daniel, I'll let you go first. Is there any things you want to discuss Oof. on the rewind? Um, rewind definitely almost every scene with Lenny, but in particular. Um, when he's making the fucking skis and what is it? Uh, Lance is just watching him as he's like sick in bed with like bronchitis or whatever. <laughs> just like, what is he doing? <laughs> it's just, that was brilliant. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. Like it's, it's tough. There's Cause this movie, like goals it's goals fairly goals. short, but it just keeps yeah. hitting you with just shit. A lot of and it's fun. Like moments. It's but really, like, as far as rewind stuff, I think, like, any Lenny moment is fucking awesome. Uh, but apart from that, I just can't think of anything that really sticks out. Where I go, oh, yeah, that's that's something to go back and think about. Okay. Um, just because it was just awesome seeing, like, Keaton play a stereotypical, like, mentally handicapped dude. Yeah. Like, it was just fucking funny. Uh, I won't say the... In that particular character, he kind of went uh, full. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I said full simple Jack. I think. <laughs> yes, he did, yeah. Full like, simple right, Jack. Works. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll uh, give some of mine for the rewind. Uh, that one scene, I think I mentioned to you, Roland, when we were watching it, whenever the Doug, the uh, original Doug and Doug 2 go into the apartment up on the, above the garage and they see yeah. Laura. But before they see Laura, like uh, they're talking about how they're going to like destroy Ted and shit like that. And, <laughs> yeah. And, that's and I, right. told, I told Roland, I was like, man, I get about Beetlejuice vibes. Like in that one scene, like where they, the way he's talking and the way he's like, de- make, like delivering his lines. Yeah. It sounds all Beetle. It sounds very Beetlejuice to me. And I thought that was fun. Sure, and the other scene we did yeah. talk about very briefly is whenever he's doing the tuck, tuck fold thing. Like, yeah, you find that very funny. Yeah, and well, pretty much any anytime Michael Keaton is interacting with himself, yeah, um, I always I find that very funny, especially whenever he goes up and he sees them having that party in the house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those girls and stuff, you know. Oh right, yeah. Those interactions are, are very funny, and then that's when he we get re- uh, the reveal of uh, Lan- or Lenny, the fourth uh, clone. Mm-hmm. That's those are probably the funny moments to me that I enjoyed. Uh, Roland, is there anything you wanted to add to this? Uh, mostly all of the scenes where Laura is trying to jump Doug's bones and ends up with you know all four of them kind of thing. I just thought it was really funny because it's basically she's just shotgunning from uh, from a booty to booty or whatever, like in a night or some shit. I don't know what what it happens where she's just basically horny as hell and it's like, all right, here's one, here's two, here's three, and they're all fucking hilarious. But I like how like, like they kind of like try to like oh no like they stick to the avoid it completely yeah yeah because <laughs> she is just like Rico is oh. trying to play sick and then Lenny's yeah. trying to play sick and uh, Lenny didn't know any better so he's just like <laughs> hey my fippy <laughs> yeah. uh, I, um, I, I, I would feel, hilarious 
I would like to give like an honorary like rewind moment to um, the scene where I think we really get an idea about how the clones are actually unique personalities, distinct, but part of um, Doug in the scene where uh, Lance, you know, has them take away the porta potty that John Delancey's hopping in. Yeah. Like this, cause you figure out, cause that's something that, you know, fucking Doug would never do. And I was like the first hint where it's like, oh wait, you know, it's him. Yes, he yeah, he's a little bit more aggressive, but like, oh wait, oh, he's a bit more like, I think, uh, I, think I told you a story direct or story. asshole-ish or whatever, but, but it's where you really get that. Cause you think that something would come to a head with Ted and Doug's relationship anywhere before that point. Right. I mean, um, I was expecting Ted to get his ass kicked flat out. Well, yeah, but but the thing is, you know, but he's still Doug, so he doesn't want to like really hurt the guy, but he does want to make a bad day for him. Yes, fucking hate him, and Dick. just his ed or his facet of his personality that came into the being of Lance, if that makes any fucking sense, you know, was the more, you know, fuck like you, let's rest. get shit done, don't mess with me side. Right. Um, yeah, that would have been great. I mean, it was. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I think uh, Roland, is it your turn for? Uh, I just uh, I, wanted to from, from the that those uh, you know Laura's, <laughs> Laura's oh the bones uh, jumping scenes yeah you like <clears throat> misadventures, um, misadventures in Bone Town yeah, <laughs> um, I think that was mostly it. Oh, just I to end that segment, I thought you know, uh, Doug, you know, number one was well. <laughs> While his clones are, are are off having a nice time, he's he's uh you know trying to vacation or whatever, and it's just ab- absolute shit show. He's he's seasick as fuck and basically wasted his time out there. And I think uh, there's a lost opportunity there, but, or maybe I'm just misremembering. Um, but didn't he? Because it felt at some point that he realized that he'd rather be on the boat with Laura. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. At the end, like before, before they decided to like go try to do like that little Catalina bullshit or whatever. But like when he was out, like just it, it seemed like there was a lost opportunity, like potentially for like the the growth of the Doug character because he does come, you know, pretty you know one eighty ish towards the end of the movie as far as like his the way he prioritizes things and shit like that. Like that would have been probably a cool little like lame learning moments or something for like a better term. He doesn't have anything, any sort of half measure uh, uh, learning moments in this movie. It's always one extreme to the other. He's right. But I, but I think like the, extreme, I think the sailing could have been one where, you know, where he's sitting there going like, damn, I miss being with my wife. You know, yeah. the whole, I need to get back in my life during that whole scene. Right, yeah. At the end there. It could have been like a little bit more like leaning heavy on the wife and kids rather than have, kind of using them as like an afterthought. I think in this soliloquy. I think it was perfect because it was it was uh, still in the end uh, meant to be lighthearted because like when he was talking about this or whatever you know how like the captain there and his daughter were like we don't know what the fuck you're talking about man good yeah. luck you know mm-hmm. and that's where I was like ha okay um so yeah yeah yes and no uh, it actually like whole, whole, I'd like to throw uh, another honorary best scene for rewinds uh, for that one line from Bill Murray's brother about uh, we don't know what the hell you're talking about because it's just the insanity of the situation that's like confronted yeah. from like the outside so it kind of like no it makes no sense I felt it, it, it like knocked on the fourth wall but it didn't like break it you know like yeah. it just... <laughs> that's a fun way to think about it too 
Sure. But that was that was pretty much it for me. I I so none of you guys saw this was was this this movie was in the theaters, right? I mean Yes. Yeah. yeah uh, natural release. I never saw it in theaters. I just caught it on HBO. I didn't, I didn't see it in theaters either, but uh, this movie was a flop. Uh this, <laughs> they only made back half the budget because but also because of the movie. That's that one thing I didn't look time. up was budget stuff. Um what did it uh what did it release? Well, like? 96 was a good year for movies, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, the Nutty Professor that they were competing oh. with. So, I mean, you know how huge that fucking movie was. Yeah. Uh, the budget for this movie was $45 million and It only made back $21 million. Damn. So, they didn't even make half of what they put into it. Um, But, like I said, they were competing with the Nutty Professor. And I believe... Uh, oh, uh, Independence Day was still number one at the time. Ooh. And... See, oh, it was ninety six, right? Yeah, and they were doing there's, the there's they were having erasers, the going on at the time. Twister, Mars Attacks, uh, Scream. Yeah, I'm looking now. Fear yeah. for the Frighteners. Uh, I don't know. I'm just there, going down the line. Just the cable guy. guy. Oh shit! Dust just looking around off. the time that that movie was released, like you had the Nutty Professor, and you still had fucking Eraser, Hunchback yeah. of Notre Dame, the Rock, yeah, the Substitute. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah! Oh. Uh, Escape from LA. Oh shit. That Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> Down Periscope, baby. Oh. Oh, Don't the rock came out that that month. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the same week, but because uh the Phantom, Jack, uh oh, Dragonheart, fucking the quest. <laughs> I saw the quest in theaters. Yeah, me too. The time to kill, uh executive decision. Damn, there was a lot of shit. If any of these are so I mean it's it's, it's not biodome. Did biodome come out also? <laughs> so it's was that ninety six? No, it couldn't have been. Google, you're lying to me. Anyways, I don't believe you. Broken Arrow, damn. Chain Reaction, Matilda. Biodome <laughs> did come out in ninety six. Fucking Kingpin, Space Jam. No way. This is not possible. They're fucking. They're fucking up. There you go, Ray. Tin cup. All you, baby. Oh, yeah. Kevin Costner. Love it. <laughs> uh, so we're going to the ratings of this movie. Uh, Roland, um, and what is your rating for Multiplicity? I mean, I'm really not into fucking romantic comedies. At all. At all. Like, I, I, absolutely... well, and I don't think you're into any element of romance in movies in general. It irritates the shit out of me. Uh but uh, because I was thinking, yeah, Roland's like, I dictate how I get my rocks off. Don't right. you tell me, Hollywood. <laughs> I'm not paying for that. Uh-uh. Don't tell me how to feel in this moment, Hollywood. Fucking bastard. Me with any of your bullshit feelings. Hard pass. <laughs> um, no, like, I always think it's lazy writing to do something like that or like easy, uh, easy bullshit plot, plot devising. I, I did like this movie though a lot. Um, I like, want to watch. I really want to watch this with like a nice, like solid dinner and some beers. I think, I think you have to come to terms with the element in here that is making a six, probably a movie that you do like, and it's because of Michael Keaton, right? You know, Roland. Um, although I do like your your setting for watching it, but I'll tell you, on a on a phone with a few cups of coffee, that's also a good way to watch this movie. That's how I did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, so Roland, what was the number? I'll have? give this a good, uh, good old seven out of ten. Out of There's 10. really nothing about this I don't like. Um, even though I, I did have a few. 
Yeah, I mean that, but it's like it, it's it's just like everything else. It's a very light, um, 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 minor element sort of thing, almost yeah. to the movie. The main thing that, is just um, clone Michael Keaton and see what kind of ridiculous bullshit happens. Well, we did mention Roland that whenever the the very beginning of the movie, whenever they're in the kitchen and the kids are all like crazy and shit like that, we agreed that this was kind of a motive for never have a family, for never having kids. <laughs> It's like, oh, absolutely. This is exactly what I want for myself. All of this, this fucking. Yeah, I think your, your, your answer was like, fuck that. All of that. Typical, you know? Yeah, and I would, I would say, that, yeah, like, uh, I think I got, mm-hmm. like, I, I can't imagine, like, raising, raising a kid, you know, like, you know, my daughter, you know, met her when she was 15 or something like that. So it's like, that's what I'm saying is that like the, so, the, it's just it's just wild to think about like little kids that like, elements of them like just making a bunch of noise. I mean, I see it every day at work and like it, it really is a deterrent most of the time. <coughs> um, but so seven out of ten for you, Roland. Uh, Daniel, what did you give this yeah. movie? Nine five out of ten. Nine five out of ten. Right. I I absolutely love this movie. It's just I would give it a ten, but there's just. You know, a few moments that I brought up, I was like, I wish there was a little bit more, right. you know, just, just, you know, even if it's just a little, just a tiny bit of exposition, just a little bit, you know, one or two more lines in a few scenes would have really just tied this whole thing together, you know, but I don't mind rom-coms too much, you know, because I don't really think this is a rom-com. I think this is more of a, a sci-fi fun movie. It just has, you know, a romance Me? element to it. It's more of a yeah. That's you know, family man. I was, thinking, I was actually thinking it. it was just more of a straight up comedy with sci-fi and romance. Yeah, yeah. Excuse so, me. so I just have a couple you know reservations here and there, but where it's just you know, as just I guess the nerd that I am, I wanted to just as I said, just like one or two more lines here or there, depending on the scene, and it would have really made this movie a lot better and would have made it just a, a 10 out of 10 for me. But this movie fucking rules. Like, I was so excited when I remembered this movie existed. You know, just <laughs> uh, as for myself, I'll give this movie, I'll be right in the middle between you guys. I'm saying like eight out of 10. Um, I will say this does leave, uh, me wanting some a bit more of the story, a bit more of the narrative regarding cloning and the doctor. Yeah. Kind of wanted shit. more drama and tension. Well, it. I just wanted more explanation from the doctor, pretty much of like his how this is supposed to work. Yeah, particularly. But do you think that that was because we were watching this movie with the idea of weird science and trying to explain the weird science in our episodes? Yeah, right. Like, affecting I, your uh, assessment. No, I don't. I don't think so because I will say that as we've been going through this series, and again, we just kind of just think of the, the theme and kind of just roll with it. Yeah. Um, every scenario that has come up in these movies, they're all different types of science. We talked about flatliners before this, and that yeah. the near death medical element to it, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> we also did a weird a road genius that had to do with like lasers, um, and before that, we did. Weird science itself, which was Weird essentially cloning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, not even like cloning a human, but creating a human, Frankenstein and a woman out of it, like yeah, creating something. life. Period. Yeah, and then give uh, this uh, short circuit, and that to do with like robotics and right. sensing beings and all that kind of stuff. So, right. the in this case, uh, I just wanted cloning, dude. Okay, so all right, all right cool. Just like we have to jump around. Lens that we've got like. 
every film has had a different take on weird science where this one has probably been the most lacking in explanation of how things are supposed to work, you know, because even though we get that cool, like, you know, cloning scene where we see, you know, the blood go in the centrifuge and then, you know, goop body coming up out of the bog and then you have a Keaton clone, you know, the only one that was probably like elite as they did a poorer job as explaining, but it did a great job of visually explaining how it worked was fucking short circuit. You know, yeah. the lightning bolt made things go wrong, you know, and right. The, uh, it's what, what do they call it? Spontaneous emotional, um, like generation or something. Yeah. Like some that. bullshit like uh, that. Yeah. But, but yeah, so, so I, I, I feel that right. I'm still not going to change my rating in any way, but I, I, you know, I understand know. like, I'm just, that's where I'm going like with my particular rating. But as far as like everything else, like the dynamics of, uh, Michael Keaton versus Michael Keaton versus Michael Keaton versus Michael Keaton. Like, brilliant. I love, like, I love it. It was brilliant. Um, I, I like Michael Keaton and majority of the things I see him in. Um, I don't, yeah. I, can't, I can't really off the top of my head name a movie where I didn't like him. In the no, movie. me neither, actually. Um, so nothing comes to mind. And I mean, Michael Keaton has, has started in like classic movies throughout history movies that I love Batman, Batman Returns. Uh, this, the other guys where he plays like this really weird character, you know, you know, juice for fuck's sake. Um, but yeah, so I would say eight out of 10 for me, not a perfect movie, but very, very enjoyable, fun movie. So, uh, was there anything else you all wanted to add about this movie before we sign off? Mm. No, no, it's, I cool movie. it's definitely like worth worth checking out. I kind of wish that we did this, you know, maybe something we could play with in the future. But where mm. this bit starts our episodes, so if we have the case where we've got somebody listening to it and they've never seen the movie, you know, they go, "What the fuck is this?" At least get kind of like our initial impressions and maybe even rating before we get into the fucking discussion. Yeah, we can. Do that so, 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 so the conversation doesn't come up because my little bit of my bit of uh, what more about this movie is really go fucking go watch it. You know, if you somehow yeah. like watched this entire thing without seeing this movie prior, which we we applaud you for for listening to our bullshit on it, but really watch this fucking movie. And if you've seen it and watched this review or coverage, watch right. it again. It's a fucking yeah. great fun movie. Like it's just so good. <laughs> All right, then. Um, as always, if you are listening on any of the podcast platforms, please uh, leave a uh, review. Right now on Spotify, you can leave a, a certain amount of stars. Five stars will be preferable. Four stars are okay. Uh, yeah, YouTube, that. you can't even like us anymore. That's bullshit. Well, you, you, can, you can't dislike on YouTube. You can't you dislike. Can, but you yeah. can't see it. It's, uh, but they want to protect Joe Biden. Nobody like, like what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Valley Strange. <laughs> <laughs> if you are watching on any of those, uh, rate and review us. If you are on Apple, please leave us a review, maybe a five star review if you can. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Uh, we do have all that kind of stuff down below. Yeah, and related to our other programs, when it comes to comments, even if it's a shitty review, 
like on our Valley Strange. <laughs> what was that one dude to say that we came off sound like idiots or whatever? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that <laughs> shit just makes us happy because really some feedback, but but then yeah, also they were like, but, but when you make planet, it kind of like dude, that, like are you fucking kidding me? I have to wonder if you actually listened to the episode because yeah. we're very clear about us not being experts or whatever. Absolutely we're just not. three dudes talking about something. Talking about something irritatingly confusing. <laughs> we are uh you either you, uh like I, how are you going to sound smart or whatever talking Experts about idiot savants? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You Idiots either sound of the, the like paranormal a, and uh, like you've lost your goddamn mind, mind or you sound like a tin hat guy or whatever kind of stuff. So, I mean, if you want us to wear tin hats, I'll do that. That's fine. Oh, no. I want a MoQuest. Uh, Actually, one of the most interesting uh, tin hat things I saw recently on the conspiracy subreddit was uh, something to tune of a. Uh, you know, maybe they put the stigma on tin hole foil hats for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To wrap a bad rap or what? And so everyone's right. just like, oh man, I need to go put it on to immediately. At the very <laughs> least, you can block off all those 5G rays or whatever. It'll keep you from getting the COVID. Nah, dude. It makes you feel like you got ants, dude. It's a. Uh, oh, it's ants. That, now? Well, no, no. It's uh, people who have uh, been hit with uh, some of the. Militaries, like oh. military writ large, like they're yeah. like non killer weapons, like the crowd dispersal stuff. Like yeah, people right. have like claimed that, like, that felt like their skin was on fire, mm-hmm. and that has been linked to 5G. Um, still, fi- I still have yet to finish uh, the answer from David Ike. I've got about 100 pages left, so I'm, I'm waiting to see more of the 5G COVID stuff that he talks about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> my mistake, course correct. Uh, just make sure that if you do want to support us in any way, uh, there are many links down below. You can do that. You have, we have PayPal, I mean, Patreon. You have we have merch as well. More stuff that have come out. So uh, yeah. something we'll do. oh yeah, the merch store. Yeah, it's got new stuff. And like I like I want to put an order. I've almost like I've had like quite a few evenings where I've been like half hammered and you know I need gels in the piss. Or I was like oh let's get internet stuff. And like should I order some Quest swag? But then I go ah oh, Ray could probably get it at a discount though. <laughs> Because it's like our shit, but I'm like like half hammered. Like I I want to buy this. Like, yeah. well, we, we do have that uh, uh, the cryptid law face mask. We yeah, do. that's right. I told you I wanted one of those. But, but hey, but, but don't you guys remember back to Valley back to our Valley Strange episode? COVID doesn't do this anymore because Putin cured it. But right. I want to wear a mask. Yeah, he, he cured it with bombs. <laughs> yeah, I want to wear. I want to wear a mask. Oh yeah, I'm forever. Yeah, that's never gonna stop. That just do it, man. Up. Like, just be like, "Oh, I think I heard there's a flu outbreak." Yeah. Oh, oh man, I heard there's a. And Anytime then just someone someone it. asks, like, "I'm sick." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sick get right the now, fuck right? away from me. You're too close. I'm sick. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll be it for us. Uh, we'll see you on the next Cinequest video where we discuss the Lawnmower Man. Uh, yeah, fuck like, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. lots of shit. All so right, see you next time. See ya. Peace, dudes.